Hi, I'm Kat. And I'm Emma. If you love the Dead Prank podcast, you can help support its future using the ACAST supporter feature. Now, it's up to you how much you give and there is no regular commitment. So if you can and you want to, please do hit the link in the show description to support now. Thank you. Thank you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, welcome to the Deprian Club podcast a community of like-minded young adults who are all grieving a similar loss. I'm Catherine Hooker and I speak with inspirational people from all over the world whose lives have been impacted from losing a parent at a young age. In this podcast, our guests will tell their own grief story, discussing how their losses have impacted their lives and the past they have found themselves on. We laugh, we cry, but together we've come to realise that we are far from alone in our own grief journeys. Hello everybody and welcome to the final episode of the Dead Prank Club podcast season one and boy is it gonna be good in this week I am going through the archives and I'm sharing some of the just most beautiful and poignant quotes from a huge selection of podcasts so I'm covering quotes from people who have lost parents from suicide from cancer they've lost both of their parents they lost their parents suddenly just a huge array of different guests just shining a light on all these different experiences and everything that people have learned and I've compiled them into one hell of a beast of an episode and also this week I'm just going to kind of take you on a journey through where the podcast started what we've been doing over the past year and also where the podcast is going because I have got some truly exciting news to share with all of you. Keep listening to find out more. I hope you all have a lovely week and don't worry, the podcast will be back very, very, very shortly. So for those of you that don't know, The podcast started in a living room in Milton Keynes with a very, very, very good friend of mine, Sam Vidler. So me and Sam went to uni together. We lost our parents within a year of each other. And we just always used to have these really just brutally honest conversations about grief and just always telling really inappropriate parent jokes. And one day we were like, I wonder if anybody else would benefit from these conversations. Like, I wonder if us speaking so openly about our experiences could be of help to somebody else and we were like how could we do this blah 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 and before you knew it we'd bought a domain online we'd recorded our first episode we'd built a website and the dead parent club podcast was born and honestly we never believed that we'd actually succeed in creating something that people actually wanted to listen to like I don't I don't really know we didn't think about the future of it to be honest at all at the time we were just we were just like yeah let's just do this like let's create this podcast and let's talk to people that we know that have lost a parent and see if they'd be willing to talk about their experience and honestly 
here I am now, 90 episodes later, 73 guests later, 73 guests. I mean, I never saw that coming. It's been incredible. And I want to start this episode by thanking all of you that listen to the podcast week in and week out and to those of you that just pop in whenever you need it or whenever you see an episode that you think might resonate or be helpful and I've really really grown fond and just love being that kind of audio friend that you can rely on that's going to get what you're feeling because I feel like in every single episode there's something that you can relate to and how powerful is that like it's amazing and just the fact that you can just take this out and about on your walks and whenever I interview people now they're always like it's so weird like I've just heard you kind of chatting down my ear when I'm out walking and now we're having a conversation and I love that like we're all friends and whenever I've interviewed anybody it's never been weird it's always been like two friends chatting which I think is amazing and it's made this podcast what it is and it's made me realise that that's all any of us really want when we're grieving. Like, it's somebody that just understands how the hell we're feeling. And I really hope that this podcast continues to be that for you. So, before I go in to why this is the final episode of the Never Ending Season, I just really want to take you on this journey. So, I'm going to share some of my favourite quotes from a whole bunch of episodes and insights into grief from so many people who've experienced a different story inside grief and... I just really hope that this is as beautiful as I'm envisioning right now because I've spent hours and I mean hours pulling out all of these quotes and going through all the different episodes and I really wish that past me that started this podcast was as organized as current me and you know pulled out all the great bits of the episode because past me didn't do that so it's been a ride guys (laughs) um so yeah without further ado let's start sharing some quotes and some clips now is a great time. So before I came on to the podcast, before this started, I had never met anybody who had lost both of their parents. And over the past couple of weeks, I have been actively trying to avoid saying the words, I can't imagine so much. So, you know, it's that thing of like, when somebody says to you, I can't imagine how hard that is. Like, great, you've just made my grief feel so much fucking, like, ten times worse than it already is. Thank you. Like, you've made me feel even more alone. So, I've been really trying to avoid saying those words. But, like, whenever I've spoken to someone, the truth is, is that I can imagine what it's like to lose both parents. And the truth is, is that I am just in total awe of you for being here, for talking to me, for sharing this like heartbreaking truth about your life because fuck like losing one parent is hard losing two parents like when you're so young as well and over the past two years I've spoken to more people than I can count that have lost both of their parents and I can say hand on heart that they are the most amazing and magnificent people I have ever had the pleasure of talking to so I'm going to share a few quotes now from a few different episodes and I'll introduce the person and who they are before I play them. Um, But here are a few of my favourite quotes and clips from some of my episodes with the DPC Platinum members, so people that have lost both of their parents, and it just highlights how freaking amazing they are. Okay, so first up we have a short clip from Jessie Friary from the Our Grief 
is our superpower episode, which is episode number 48. And this is him sharing the reasons why losing his parents has made him feel like he has gained a superpower. Again, I think it's kind of a, a superhero strength that all of us are given um, through the loss of our parents. Like, you know, without that, we wouldn't be able to carry the weight and we wouldn't be able to, you know, possibly be there for other people. Like it, it really does become a superpower for us. And um, it it's, makes it a little less scary, you know, at the end of the day. Next is a clip from my episode with Natalie Marsh, which is number 85, called There's More Pity with Cancer and a Taboo Around Addiction. So Natalie lost both of her parents, her mum to cancer and her dad to his addiction to alcohol. And this is her explaining kind of the reasons why she felt like her grief was treated very differently to when she lost her dad compared to when she lost her mum. I don't know, obviously there's a lot more sense of pity with cancer because obviously there's all you know like stand up to cancer and you see all the stories on tv from cancer research so people are more kind of attuned to it they know what it's like they know how devastating it is they know it's not through the choice of that person and then addiction there's obviously still even for me I feel like there's a bit of a taboo around it even especially growing up and stuff it's got better now but if a celebrity died from like drug addiction or even alcoholism like all the comments on social media would just be like oh they're so selfish or oh it's their own fault or they didn't care about their family so you kind of I still feel a bit protective of that so I really wanted to share a clip from my episode with Lydia because she was one of the first people that I spoke to who had lost both of their parents and It was one of the first experiences that I had when I was like, wow, like, humans are so fucking resilient. And Lydia was just so amazing to speak to. And I I just felt very lucky that I had the opportunity to talk with her and to hear her amazingly positive outlook on life. So I definitely could not share a clip from her episode two, which is called The Only Way Out Is Through. And it's number 38. But I just used to say to myself that the only way out is through. Um, And you really have to feel all those horrible emotions to be able to deal with them and get through it. And I definitely learned that lesson the hard way because I tried so hard not to feel anything um, because I just desperately did not want to accept that my mum had gone. And I think now that I am on some other side of it, whether that means I've come through it or not... um, I definitely feel like I can deal with I can deal I can deal with anything and I can take anything on now like if I can get through that I can do anything. Next I wanted to share a clip from my episode with Patrick O'Neill. So Patrick had lost both of his parents by 23 and in his episode being the tough guy and appreciating life Patrick spoke a lot about how the impact of losing his parents at such a young age has actually had a direct impact on the way that he approaches parenthood and this is something that I found really interesting as somebody that obviously hasn't had any children yet and I just think it was so kind of beautiful to hear about how his loss then transcended into creating this like beautiful and full life for his children um which is I just think this clip is so beautiful not to share 
when you experience death at a young age, I think it, it enlightens you to appreciate life a little bit more. You're going to take a little bit more time to smell the roses. You're going to take a little bit more time to acknowledge things. And if you can rebound from the traumatic death of a loved one, especially a parent, in a positive light, um, you're going to be stronger for it. And I think, like for me, I'm, I, I self-admit this all the time, that I am so focused on my life and time with my kids that it's could almost be almost be viewed as like a negative just because it's in the forefront of my mind of what I went through. And I'm like, I want to leave no doubt someday that when, when I die, that my kids know 100% that I loved them. And, and I cherish every moment with them. And my whole, like, I just constantly think about what experiences can I give them? So a few of you may know Alex from her Instagram platform, Unspoken Grief. And Alex and I spoke last summer um, in the middle of lockdown and had a conversation about the loss of both of her parents and why it's kind of, why her platform has come of that. And as you all know, she speaks, well, she writes so beautifully and she spoke with just as much kind of, just just as eloquent as she is um, on her profile. And if you don't follow her, I definitely recommend that you do. And I just love the way that she has taken her losses to then her approach to life and her just desire to just celebrate anything good. And I just think all of us can take something away from this clip. I don't know that this is a piece of advice, but I would start by saying that it won't always be like this. It won't always feel like this. Um, I can't know what the nuances and details of everybody else's life, mm-hmm. but I would like to think that, you know, I would say you will find some happiness again. Um, and I say that from experience of really not thinking that that would be possible for me, um, especially after my mother died, especially just taking in this reality of not having any parents and um, just raising a lot of existential questions about my life and what it meant and if I would ever be happy again. Um, and you know, as much as I talk about grief and it seems like that might be all that my life consists of because the platform is about, you know, I would say your life will be about so much more than grief and you can still, you can still have a happy life. Now I couldn't clips from my favorite DPC Platinum members episodes without sharing a clip from Alice Williams's Hang In There, Life as a da- Life as a Platinum DPC member episode. Now, Alice came on after losing both of her parents and she is actually now starting her own podcast called The Grief Sofa. And you can hear here in this clip telling me over a year ago how coming onto my podcast to talk was just the start of her mission to helping people and she's proved us right and I am so excited to see um what where her podcast goes and to listen to her late newest episodes which will be coming out very soon. This is just the start like I want to do so much like I I really want to kind of like get out there and help people and talk to people and get people talking and I think it was um Sam said like she feels like a bigger sister for people who have 
become part of the DPC. So like even though my dad's just died, like and I've connected with people in the DPC, like from my hometown, I still feel like I'm looking after them. And like I, I but I enjoy that. Like looking after other people is such a good way of making yourself feel better. So over the course of the last 90 episodes, we've also spoken a lot about how complex grief can be. For example, when your parent dies as a young child before you even got to know them or finding out about a parent dying that you never really had a relationship with or the huge range of emotions that just come with losing a parent from suicide or addiction and really really taught me that there is no one size that fits all like you cannot put grief in a box and you can't put rules around grief because everybody's situation is so different and I think that's what's been so helpful with the podcast is that the advice that everybody gives is so specific to their situation so no matter how you've lost your parent there will be something that you can relate to but at the end of the day a loss is a loss and we're all entitled to grieving in our own ways whether you're grieving the loss of that childhood that you should have had with your parent or a relationship that you never got to forge or even never wanted to forge at the time but now that choice has now been stripped away from you so the next three clips are from episodes that I had with Kirsty and Charlotte who both lost their mums when they were babies and never had the opportunity to get to know them. And the third is from Amy Stewart Mills, episode 67, whose mum died from suicide, and her experience of looking after the people that were left behind, including herself. So with no further ado, here are the clips from those three episodes. Starting with Kirsty Scotter from Facing My Grief in My Twenties After a Lifetime of Never Knowing Her, which is episode number 68. And I think I've been so kind of embarrassed getting upset when people are like, oh, why are you upset? And I'm like, oh, my mum died 20 years ago. <laughs> and they're like, well, okay, you know, you've had enough time to kind of get over it now. Um, but then it just made me think that I don't have to get over it and I don't think I ever will get over it. And it, it's just made me accept it more. So now I think I actively welcome those moments of sadness when they come because that's my chance to think about my mum and and talk about her and you know celebrate the fact that she was a massive part of my life mm. even if even if I I don't have any memories of that now for most of us that have lost a parent you know we do anything to kind of click our fingers and have them back and live our lives with them but what if you never got to know your parent and you never got to live a life that they like had a part in but you love the life that you have now and you are so grateful for the life now like how does that then make you feel and I love how Charlotte approached this topic in her episode with so much honesty but so it was just you can really see where she is coming from like when you haven't experienced life with them and you love the life that you have now what would you choose given that choice I've always had this question in my mind that if within a snap of the fingers it could be different and we could go back to when I was 14 months old a mum could have lived and I could have grown with up with her and have this completely different life for so much of my life previously that would have been an instant yes like I'd drop 
everything just to be able to know my mum. But as you get older and you settle into your life, that question gets harder and harder to answer. Mm. And that's kind of a really awkward thing to have to say. But it's like, I'm so lucky in my life now. And it's that ultimatum that if I did have to get my to know my mum, like my I, none of this would have existed. Yeah, yeah. It's such an awkward thing to have to say, but you do kind of think about these things because I have such a lucky life now, honestly, I couldn't fault it. And then finally is this advice from Amy Stuart Mills' episode number 67, losing a parent from suicide and looking after those left behind, including yourself, on adjusting to a new normal in life after she lost her mum very suddenly to suicide. You just have to adjust to this new normal, like, it comes to a point where you'll realise you're not going to get your parent back and yes, that is like the shittest thing ever. Mm. But life goes on. I remember thinking when I first went back into London like, to get some more clothes when I was still at home, I was standing on the platform of the tube thinking, why is no one asking me if I'm okay? And that was a real like, mm. point for me where I was like, shit, my life may have stopped but everyone else is going on. So I was like, okay, well, I'll just yeah. I'll really pause for a little bit more and then I'm going to go back to normal. And actually, once you dip your toe in of normality again and going back to work, it's not as bad as you think it's going to be. And if you are having a bad day, I mean, I used to walk, just walk out the office and just say, I, can't, I just can't do this anymore. And it's fine. Like you, You're totally within your right to do that. You just have to take it very, very gently one step at a time, I think. I've also had beautiful conversations with people whose parents missed out on watching them become the happiest and most truest version of themselves and who have shared their stories in the hopes of helping other people who experience something similar feel less alone. So, for example, the episode The Only Gay in the DPC with Beth Rendell, which is number five, but also from my episode with Finty Hunter, which is number 80, who spoke about this beautifully in her episode, and I'm going to share a clip from that here. And I know you've had a lot of people sort of on the podcast who sort of had a similar timeline and age sort of sense that when you lose a parent at that kind of brink of adulthood you're and especially you know you've just moved somewhere and you're establishing a new identity for yourself in a lot of ways at university it's kind of a clean slate it's very hard to then sort of feel like you're then I sort of defined by something that's happened to you and I think I've seen that you see stuff all the time like motivational quote-unquote things like don't let your experiences define you or don't be defined by bad things that have happened to you. But it does define you in a lot of ways. Over the last two years, I've talked to twins, sisters, comedians, and just beautiful, wonderful people who have shared how their grief has given them a new perspective on life. And despite what they've gone through, they're living just these amazing and full lives and just showing how even when you're in the darkest of depths in your grief there is something that you can hold on to and a beautiful life that is available to you you just have to live here we are with Lucia and Hubert Holden from episode number 76 called what we've been through is hopefully the worst thing that we'll go through I think in general I just look in at the world so differently I mean I appreciate every single thing um from friends to family and um I basically have definitely grown I don't think I would have grown so much 
if my dad hadn't died and that's what's so weird is that because it was such a massive thing that had happened it was kind of a almost like a wake-up call to to say this has happened there's actually nothing you can do about it we can't bring him back um and for me yeah I think that's why I just love life and appreciate life so much is because um you know you need to just appreciate every single opportunity and also our dad would really want that so and I, I also I think that's that is that's such I mean that's a really good way of putting it and I'd also say that I've it's almost felt like a I've always been someone that um partly because I'm interested people speak to I think about things quite a bit and I've it's almost felt like a superpower as a way of being able to because it's not always the same and nothing equates but as a way of being able to relate to people and get them to open up about their problems because one of the things that I realized most was that you know everyone's life is is is, is fucked up in some way or other and, <laughs> uh, and actually it's been great as a method of of allowing them to open up and to learn from it and to to give advice about bad experiences and how to deal with them um or 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 to or to use your experience to relate in some way yeah definitely and a clip from my episode with Georgia Bourne, which is number 88, who just spoke with so much positive enthusiasm. It was like the most refreshing conversation I'd had with kind of a girl my age who had similar thoughts to me in a while. And I really came out of this recording feeling so positive and just so grateful for my life. And I don't know, I just really think that you can hear her lust for living the most positive, full and amazing life possible here. And it's all because of her dad and because that is what he would have wanted her to do. The worst thing that could have happened to me has happened to me. Like, mm. that's happened. Like, it, it in my Bring mind... <laughs> yeah, in my mind, it can't be any worse than that. So everything mm. that happens now, I'm just like... It's it's all right. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's okay. And I will even say this, I am a better person. I yeah. like the Georgia that I am now because of my dad dying. Yeah. Like, I am a better version of myself and I like myself a hell of a lot more than what I did, the mm-hmm. type of person I was before my dad died. Mm-hmm. And because grief changes you and it yeah. changes you negatively in ways like this, yeah. this thing you have to deal with that, and it alters your personality and you're like, oh, but I think it also does create a lot of good because you have to find the good. You have to. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Tw- I'm 20, I'm 20, I'm 24. Yeah. I've, I've got the rest of my life to live. I can't. You can't live I it in a hole of, you know? hole of just No, despair. you can't. Yeah. You literally can't. You've yeah. got you to live. Alex Gibbons also joined me on the podcast. She is a stand-up comedian um, with a show purely around her grief called Alexa tell me a dad joke and I just I just found this in this conversation so interesting talking about how so many of us rely on humor so much to kind of get through conversations about our grief and to bring up our parents and her episode was called if one good thing comes out of grief I've got funnier which is number 52 with Alex Gibbons I think the reason that people end up having such wild sense of humours is 
because they're just that it's literally just to trying to survive and then if you can find other people that are going through that and understand that why you're making that joke or why you're being so goddamn blunt about you know whatever it is to do with death it just makes it the whole thing so much easier to survive this clip from Lawrence Field is one of my favourites of all time because he talks about something that so many of us do and just like really normalises it in the way that he spoke about the fact that he still has a relationship with his dad but it's just different and it wasn't until Lawrence spoke about this that I was like, shit, like he's right. Like we do still have these relationships. It's just that they're not two ways, but also they're just a little bit different. But we all find ways that we kind of keep in contact with our parent or keep that conversation between us alive. So I love this clip from my episode with Lawrence, which is number 50 on the Dead Prank Club podcast. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction. And free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Someone once said something to me and it sort of stuck and they said, your dad might have passed away, but you still have a relationship with him. It's a different relationship to any of your other friends who have got fathers alive, but you have a relationship. It's just very different. And for me, that's stuck because I do have a relationship with my dad. I absolutely do. I talk to him. I mean, I'll be in the car. I'll talk about nonsense. Um, I'll, I'll think about him a lot. Um, if I go up to to his grave and, and you know, we'll give him the updates on the, the Arsenal scores. And that's my relationship with him. For me, that that's really important because um, I feel that that's how I sort of, can be connected to him which I think is really important and that's how I deal with it. So my final clip from this kind of short series is with Nick Trelawar and he very quickly became one of my most favourite people ever after recording this episode like you know when you just vibe with somebody so well and everything we were saying I was like yes like oh my god completely I completely agree with that and one of the big things that we spoke about was just not being able to com- like comprehend the scale of this loss. Like no matter how many years it's been, I cannot sit here and allow myself to believe the fact that my mum is dead and I'll never see her again because that is too much for my brain to handle. So I loved this clip from my episode with Nick, which is called 
finding your happiness and is number 57. Come and on. I think that that's the thing that, that stays with you forever. And I think no matter how good you get at dealing with your grief and how good you get with get at living with it, that there's always that there's always that I don't know I can't even put it into words because I don't understand it I can't I can't I still to this day can't understand obviously I know that she's dead and I've accepted and it's real but when you step back and think about it and stop and you're like this person is never coming back can't comprehend it don't like it won't do it exactly right and trust me I've I've spent years we all have I've spent years trying to like rationalize it and understand it and you know explain it in my head and and still, still to this day, um, there's this little voice in the back of my head that's like, she's going to walk up the front drive. The last bunch of kind of quotes and quippets, quotes and quippets, quotes and snippets that I wanted to share with you are from members of this amazing grief community that I've had the pleasure of interviewing and listening to their stories and sharing their own experiences of grief and in the past two years since I've started doing this podcast, I have watched the Instagram community grow immensely from people starting their own grief podcasts like Amber from The Grief Gang, like Alice, who I mentioned previously. There are just so many people joining this beautiful like audio community of grievers and then Alongside these, there's these Instagram platforms that are just sharing beautiful words behind loss, like Alex, who I mentioned previously from Unspoken Grief, there's Poppy Chancellor from The Grief Case, there's Mira from Grief Chat, there's Mira Albay, who has created the platform Grief Pal, also known as Your New Normal, and Laura Duck and The Grief Kitchen, and Mark Lemon from My Grief Is My Superpower, and Chelsea, and just so many of these amazing people that I'm so grateful I've had the pleasure of talking to and getting to know and I could not be more proud of the support system that we've managed to create online and it's something that I really wish was there when my mum died and it's something that I just really hope that everybody listening benefits from every day as well. I think social media can be a really kind of brutal place but if you follow the right people you can make it a platform that really makes you feel less alone and sure you might see you know some of the negative sides of grief but that is our reality right but it's also shown alongside the beautiful things that come from grief as well like you know an appreciation for life and for family and for each other and yeah I just could not be more pleased to be able to share a few of these clips now from all of these people so starting with the wonderful Lindsay Joy from the Joyful Jewelry Box, whose mum died after she was murdered um, when Lindsay was very, very young. Um, and she's had to navigate her life without having to build that relationship with her mum. And she speaks so wonderfully about this on her own Instagram platform. That was really what planted a seed in me in terms of like, we have got this all wrong, (laughs) Mm. right? Like no one had ever said to my face, like, well, you don't remember her. Well, at least this, or well, at least, you know, people were generally pretty gracious. And yet I was still very aware of what society believes, what society thought I should, um, how I should think about my mother's death. Um, And that really solidified it in the sense of like, you made me feel like I was broken when actually it's very normal that I feel this way. 
Alongside Lindsay, we have Amber, who I'm sure so many of you follow her podcast and Instagram platform, Amber Jeffrey, um, raising awareness for all of us young adults who are grieving the loss of a parent, a sibling, a relationship, an uncle, an aunt, just a true grief advocate. Um, and Amber joined me on the podcast last year and just kind of brilliant in the way that she interpreted her own grief and how our losses don't have to define us, as she spoke about in this clip from her episode. Because, yeah, like, it, your grief, it doesn't have to define you. Like, you're not always going to be known as the girl or guy, whoever, whose mum, dad, brother, cousin, sister died. Um, you will be you again. You're not going to be the same you again. No way. Like, that person, I truly believe, they die with whoever died in your life. Um there's elements of that old person there but um the new person that is like sort of like reborn not to sound like hippie doodah but who is reborn after that is almost equally if not more amazing Anne runs one of my most favorite accounts on instagram in the grief community um it's just so brilliantly put together and it's just so easy to consume and so relatable. So she runs the Grief Kid account and she joined me quite recently on the podcast to talk about her own journey. And this was her speaking about how losing her mum really changed her mindset when it came to life and literally just making the most of every, every opportunity. And I must say, after mum passed away, it made me actually really nervous of life and kind of scared and I wasn't you know, I was, I was really sensible. I didn't take many risks and I, I'd always worried that I'd get ill and just wanted to control everything. And I think that's where the anxiety came in. But actually, after my brother passed away, I kind of went the other way in that I was like, well, actually, I still can't control everything, even though I tried. I Life is short and I might as well make the most of it and do not you know go wild but enjoy it and stop try and stop worrying about it so much because actually yeah the worry doesn't change it it just prevents me from doing what I want or enjoying it so actually my mindset changed and whether that's because it was the second time or I was older I don't know. I also had the pleasure of speaking to Alex Locker from the Grief Kitchen recently and she shared this wonderful moment that she shared with her dad um when that just kind of really highlighted to her how life has to be made of those moments when you stop and you look around and you are just so unbelievably grateful for what you're experiencing or the people that are around you and I just think this was just a beautiful moment to share with you all. I always remember him saying it once we're at the top of a ski slope about ski together and he said well, it really doesn't get better than this. Oh, I love that. Yeah, and I love that. And it just it just made me think, right, okay, the purpose of life is to have as many moments possible where you feel that truly in heart. Yeah. So I just yeah, I just don't feel guilty about wanting to enjoy my life. I really don't. Yeah. Now hopefully a lot of you have had the pleasure of following Laura Duck on Instagram and just kind of appreciating how open and honest and raw she is with her grief and the loss of her mum. Now, Laura was, well, she came onto the podcast very early on when me and Sam are running it together. And it still is one of my 
episodes just because of how how honest she is in it and the amount of things that she says that so many of us can relate to and one of them is a clip that I'm about to share with you all here on how she felt like she stayed strong for far too long and her grief really kind of festered inside of her um so this is a clip from her episode I was strong for too long like I didn't cry didn't get upset I didn't really talk about it and if I did it was just like such a blasé like perspective like it was like yeah my mum's dead mm-hmm. this shit happens get over it like that sort of like people were shocked and like hurt that I was that way um yeah but I think it was just me but then yeah when I came back from traveling and I just had this realization of like I need to deal with this um and I had really bad anxiety as well and I'd never paired the two together um but it was just a constant like battle of who am I? I was trying to be one person when inside I really wasn't that person. Um, and then, yeah. yeah, so I did like panic workshops and then I had counseling for 16 weeks or 16 sessions. Um, and that helped so much. Now, I am sure a lot of you followed Mira's account, Your New Normal, Um she was also one of the first people to come onto the podcast as a guest and her account has grown to now it's called grief pal and she has built this amazing platform and service for young grievers to match them up with other people um in the community who they've had a similar experience of grief to and who they can kind of approach for a friendship and some support i suppose in their grief so that they don't feel alone and Mira is just an absolutely brilliant human being and I was very blessed to share this episode with her and I will share this clip with you now where she speaks about how people didn't talk about her loss when she was younger and it was only when she started writing about it more publicly that they were like shit like you know none of us ever realized that this had impacted you that much. I stole some of my university friends when they've in the same situation as you when they've seen that I've been speaking about it a lot more and writing about it um you know they they a few of them said to me god I, I'm so sorry like we had no idea you, you felt all of these things like we just you know it, it just seemed like you know you were just sort of so so strong and just like holding it together but it, and it just it just makes you feel that actually people judge things a lot on face value yeah mm-hmm. and so even though to me to to, the three of us having lost someone so important it's so obvious that like obviously if you use your mum or your dad shit it's like the worst thing that could possibly happen to you um it it should be obvious but actually it's it's just not and which is which is fine because you can't expect someone that have that hasn't suffered in that way to to understand what it must be like you just Next, I have a clip from my episode with Emma Dutton, who is one of the co-founders of the platform Untangle Grief. But from Emma highlights how when somebody we know has also experienced a loss, we feel such an immense pain for them. And we're like, oh my God, like, I can't believe this has happened to you. Like, you must be in so much pain, blah, blah, blah. But how we don't treat ourselves with the same amount of empathy and I think this short clip and this story from Emma just sums it up perfectly. 
everyone's is so individual and actually there isn't these like wide sweeping statements that you can say and you can kind of um patch things up with and do you know what my first feeling was to kind of try and fix it which is obviously yeah. the, the the thing that everyone gets really annoyed at but my kind of gut reaction was like oh like it's okay we'll sort everything out like I'll help yeah. with like all the funeral planning and things and then you have to remind yourself actually like you can't fix this for a person it's a process it's a feeling they can feel it for as long as they need um so I, yeah and I think I also had a, a similar experience so my dad died obviously in the July and then about probably six months later one of my school friends his mum died in a, quite a similar situation. So she had terminal cancer and she had passed away. And I messaged, I remember messaging him and I was like, I'm so sorry. And I messaged him and I was like, I just can't imagine how you're feeling. Like, and of course I could. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'd just been through the exact yeah. same thing. But to like project that onto someone else, I literally thought it was like, must've been the worst thing. And I couldn't imagine how awful he must've felt and how terrible it was for their family. But then when it kind of came to me, I was like, oh, it's just one of those things, like onwards mm. and upwards, like let's carry on. Yeah. And yeah, so I think, yeah, I suppose that means you don't treat yourself with the same empathy you would treat other people. No, we don't, we don't, yeah. that's so true. I also welcomed Papa Chancellor onto the podcast from the, online grief community called The Grief Case. Um, in non-COVID times, she hosts meetups where people go and share writing from their grief. Um, but in the meantime, she's been sharing some beautiful um, bits of writing and poetry from other members of the grief community on her grief platform, The Grief Case, um, the year before last. And she spoke about how you know, so many of us kind of like fluff up our grief a bit and it's so easy to not be honest about how horrific grief really is. So she spoke about that in this clip from our podcast. It's okay to be really brutal as well. Like mm. that it isn't going to be, and I feel like that's what you guys do so well here is like the actual reality of pain and and what that's like to deal with, because you can say, oh, you know, it will get better, it will get better, and one day, one day, it will all be fine. And But I think it's actually more helpful to talk about the reality of people's experience, which exactly. I find more inspiring, like, I couldn't get off the floor because I was so sad, or, you know, I feel depressed and suicidal, or whatever it is yeah. that people are feeling, it's like... It's no, it's knowing that you're not alone in how you're feeling. Like you're not, yeah. you're not just like suffering alone. That like there's other people that actually understand where you're coming from. And I think grief can be so isolating. And yeah. um, you think because the thing is, it it is individual to you. Like the way I felt about my dad, that is that is only mine, right? Um, and it's not the same as my sister's and not the same as my mum's and not the same as his wife. So then there is an element of like, no one knows how I feel, but then everyone is feeling that. <laughs> so then there's like the universal thing of like, once you realize everyone is feeling secluded alone on their own feelings, but then something bigger is happening that, you know, most people are, are dealing with that. Next, I want to share a clip from Mira Anand, who runs the Grief Chats account, on her advice to young grievers on making sure that you talk about your parent and don't leave talking about them until you're older because 
the younger that you are when you can introduce them into conversation and talk openly about your loss or about your memories with them and the easier it is to do that as you get older (laughs) also it's okay to laugh as well like and laugh about you know your loved one or talk about them in a in a happy your situation and how dire it is like sometimes all you can do is laugh (laughs) exactly you've got to sort of let yourself sometimes see the humor in situations not in what happened really but um but also just to be able to yeah like as in I remember feeling really guilty I think when I'd gone out with some friends a few weeks after it happened and I felt and you know the conversation is is all about what's you know everyone's been up to or what they've been you know you know and I'm just like I don't really it feels really weird having and having a laugh with them felt really like I was betraying the memory of my father but actually it's important to have those feelings of highs and lows really to kind of helped you help you move forward and surround yourself with that kind of love around and everything as well um and try and talk about your your dead parent um with other people I think that's something which I I never do now I still never I never really do it with anyone other than my my immediate family really and that would be an advice I'd say to people if you it's hard to bring it up years later so from the get-go if you want to say oh yeah you know just because they're gone doesn't mean they you can't talk about they oh yeah we went you know my dad did that one day or my you know we went on holiday with my dad about that at some time or he used to love that favorite tv show like I could just never do it and I would say that would be a sort of recommendation to anyone to try and you know do that from the beginning because it's much much harder to bring it up a lot later and it's sort of nice to keep your keep their memory alive here we have a clip from Chelsea who runs the account Bereaved at 22 and has also recently launched her own ebook on surviving grief um which is beautiful and is a collection of so many useful resources for young grievers so i highly recommend you check that out so this is a clip from my episode with chelsea on the loss of her dad take each and every day as it comes and if you're having a bad day allow yourself to have a bad day sometimes we can try and just get on with it and we we live in a we feel like we're up against timescales in the sense of when we should be okay by now. And, and it, it's really not the case, is it? It's, um, it's a never-ending grief journey. And finally, I was also very blessed to have Mark Lemon on the podcast, who also runs his own podcast called Grief Is My Superpower. Um, his episode is Appreciating Life and Holding On To Hope Through Grief. And he shares some wonderful advice to young grievers who are missing their parents and the effect that grief has on you as a young adult. I'd just say be kind to yourself, you know, recognize those down days, recognize, recognize those up days and don't suppress them. You know, don't try and push them down, ignore them. Just to try to embrace it as best as you can, because the more you try and suppress those feelings of hurt, you know, they, they will resurface later on in life. So you're going through this incredibly shit time, but through this time, there is a light at the end of the tunnel and you will go on to live a happy life. The grief will always be there. You know, that is something that the bereaved need to understand is that it will always be there, but it's how you use it and it will ebb and it will flow. Um, but things will get easier. And I think that's, yeah, that's probably my only message. 
it's just uh, you know i mean hope hope the word hope just popped into my head i think that is a big one just you know hold on to hope yeah and that's me guys those are really just a handful of some of my kind of favorite clips and quotes from the last 90 episodes 90 freaking episodes so i hope that you've enjoyed that and you've kind of enjoyed going through all these different podcasts and hearing all this advice and experiences from all these people and I cannot tell you how grateful I am to have had this opportunity to talk to so many of you like this is truly the best thing that I will ever create in my life and I'm grateful for you this community for teaching me so many things about my own grief that I never even knew and that I never would have had the chance to have known if I hadn't have done this podcast and for showing me that no matter how bad we feel and no matter how difficult life gets, there will always be somebody who understands and I'll never feel alone. So I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for making this what it is because you're here without you. I feel really emotional about this <laughs> um, because before we go, I want to share some very exciting news with you um and as you all know I've been doing this podcast on my own for a while I think it must be like a year and a half now that I've been doing it alone and you know it comes with a lot of work recording editing post-production social media and obviously it's something that I absolutely love and I have I don't know, it's it's my baby, right? Like, <laughs> I'm so scared to say this because this is my baby. Um, but there is something magical about sharing it with someone else. So that's why I am so excited to share that my brilliant and loving friend, Emma Jones, who has been on a couple of podcasts before, will officially be joining me on the podcast as a co-host. Um to go with that the podcast has had a fresh new look that's been designed by my very good friend Zach um so I'm very grateful to him and that will be launched soon and me and Emma will be starting season two together with a whole new fresh approach that I'm super excited to get into um but not only this production company This Is Distorted will also now be helping me to produce the podcast so hopefully they'll episodes will be sounding better than ever um I'll be able to spend less time editing and more time kind of talking to you guys um and just kind of doing the fun bits and yeah I mean it's really big and it's really exciting but I so hope that you will kind of continue on this journey um I will be releasing more information over the next couple of weeks and yeah, our first episode will be released on Mother's Day, um, which I think is is very apt as both Emma and I have both lost our mums. So I think there'll be no better time than to talk about our own experiences. And I honestly cannot wait to share this with you. So thank you so much for going on this journey with me so far. The never ending season one officially come to an end. This is the final episode. So you know, no matter what, this podcast will continue to be that friend in your ear and hopefully helping more people than ever before in this club that none of us ever wanted to be a part of so thank you again I can't wait to share more I hope you're all keeping as well as you possibly can and for the final time goodbye from me on my own
um and yeah hello to both me and emma very soon thank you everybody and i hope you've enjoyed this episode Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Dead Prank Club podcast. I so hope that you've enjoyed it and you found some comfort in the stories that you've heard here today. As always, I would just like to remind you that neither myself nor any of the guests that come onto the show are healthcare professionals. Therefore, if you do find yourself struggling with your grief, I highly recommend that you seek out professional help, whether that be from your GP or from the numerous charities out there that are available to you. Please also remember that you can reach out to us at any time on Instagram at DPC Podcast, on Facebook at The Dead Parent Club, and you can email us at dpcpodcast at hotmail.com. Alternatively, you can check out our website where a resources page is also available at www.dpcpodcast.co.uk. Also, please don't hesitate to contact me if you want to get involved in the podcast in any way, whether that be coming onto the show or to write a blog for us as well. Coming onto a podcast isn't your thing. Thank you so much once again for listening. And we'll see you next week. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.